What is happening, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Respectfully Selfish Podcast. I have a great surprise for everybody. I'm actually doing my first interview live in person. It'll be with one of my best friends here, Joe Colella. Not only a best friend, but one of my business partners. And what I mean one of, I mean my only other business partners. So... As we get started here, what I like to do is just before the interview, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for reaching out. All the people that I'm helping out with life coaching, I just want to thank you for you know, giving me the time, giving me the energy, and giving me the effort to not only better your life, but you're also helping me better mine as well. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for reaching out to yourself, reaching out to family, loved ones, all the above. Just thank you for all the effort you're putting in to better yourself. Um, just a disclaimer I like to put in there is I am not a licensed therapist or a licensed counselor. That is more for legal reasons than anything else. So if you take my advice, it's because I've gone through some similar shit that you have, and I'm just here to help you kind of get through it. With no further ado, I'm going to introduce here my best friend, my business partner, co-founder of the Rusty Tap, Joe Colella. How are we doing today? Doing wonderful, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking that. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. Wonderful, Ben. Uh, well, so I'm gonna go by Bella the rest the the rest of this podcast. <laughs> it was oh my gosh. So for anyone, everyone listening here, we're recording actually in the back of Joe's house in a shed with a giant picture of Ace Ventura coming out of a rhino's ass. So that is the vibe. We're drinking some White Claws here, just trying to loosen up a little bit. Like I said, it's never easy getting behind the mic for the first time. So what we're just trying to do is kind of loosen up, have a good time, try to make this as unprofessional as possible, but still trying to help out as many people as we can. As we get started here, I'm just going to let, I'm going to do the intro for Joe so he can't cop out and give all the small talk answers himself. Joe Colella grew up in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, almost a mile and a half away from me growing up. Went to different high schools. He's been in construction his whole life, grew up playing hockey, grew up in a very similar neighborhood as me with five of his best, I think it's five of your best friends, give or take. Um, so we grew up playing sports, grew up, you know, chasing women, grew up doing all the same stuff in the same hometown. So we come from a very similar mindset, a very similar geographical location and all the above. Uh, construction his whole life, got into project management, um, and then actually ended up branching out onto his own and starting his own company and core construction, which I'll let you give a pitch for at the end. Um, but then also went out on a limb. And as soon as I moved down here, we decided to start the Rusty Tap, which is our mobile beverage company where we do events, we do weddings, we do tailgates, we do anything that you can possibly think about pouring a beer under the sun for. That is what we do. So with no further ado, Joe Colella, how are you doing today? Ground two. <laughs> Loving life, Ben. Loving life. <laughs> so, just easy thing to get things going. So, growing up, what was your first passion? Oof, first passion. Passion. I just like building stuff. You know, I started with Legos. I know that's an easy answer, but just you know, my uncle was in construction, so would help him every summer and just be building stuff with my hands. Just love, just loved it. So that is sick. Now that we finally got this microphone flipped around and facing the right direction, hopefully we can kind of touch base on that. So your first passion growing up, you said, was building things, Legos, whatever it may be. You just wanted to build shit. That is correct, Ben. Well, so what were some of the things you liked to build growing up? Oof. You know what? You're going to laugh at this because we're sitting in one, but it was a shed. A shed? Yeah. No way. <laughs> Yeah, me and my buddies, we actually, it's not, not a proud story, but we actually stole some wood from a neighbor down the street, and we started slapping stuff together, and we called it a shed. My uncle came back there 
and he smacked me in the head. He's like, you, you call that a shed, kid? <laughs> and then he went ahead and built it for us, and that was a little hangout spot ever since. For those of you who can't see what we're doing, because I'm not filming it, is we are literally sitting in the back of Joe's yard that he built over, what was it, an entire summer. Mm-hmm. He was telling us that he had... I should let you tell the story, but literally was building blueprints in his living room for months and months on end. It was just pretty much grass and a few palm trees sitting back here. And now we're sitting in a legitimate man cave of a shed. Like I said, we're sitting next to the Rhino with Ace Ventura coming to the ass. We have the New England Philadelphia Super Bowl score banner hanging up from Barstool Sports and all the posters and all the news clippings coming out. So I'll tell you what, from... I'll bet you that day one shed you built right now, it's going to be pretty much like a full circle type situation. Full circle dream come true. So building sheds, you said was your first passion, or building things was your first <laughs> passion, just not building sheds. <laughs> so you said your uncle was back there. Who played the biggest influence on you when you were younger? Ooh, I got to go my dad. Honestly, the guy works seven days a week, um, sun up, sun down, seven in the morning, seven at night, just crushed it. Um, Basically knew like 12 words of English when he got here, you know, and then just worked his way up. And now he owns one of the most successful um, repair shops in Philadelphia. So, so what, what's the name of the repair shop? Ooh, Bluebell. It's Bluebell Repair Shop? It's in Bluebell. It's in Bluebell. It's okay. Five Points in Bluebell. Um, yeah, it's just Five Points Golf. Oh, that's awesome. I want to be able to give your dad a shout out here. Oh, he, would, he would appreciate that. So anybody in the Lansdale, Bluebell, Montgomeryville area, check out High Point and Bluebell. What is it? Five points. Five points <laughs> in Bluebell, uh, the golf station. And check out your dad. Luigi. Luigi Colella. And he will help you guys out with anything that you guys could possibly need. Um, so I know I know your background. Where's your dad come from? Where's your family come from? Uh, my dad comes from a little town in Italy. Um it's about an hour north of Naples. Uh, my mom's from California, but they all kind of just situated over in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Crazy enough. That's wild. So your dad comes from Naples, and we live about three and a half hours east of Naples, Florida. So it kind of comes full circle. Never, Never thought of that. <laughs> so with your dad being uh, coming over right off the boat, knowing 12 words of English, starting his own company six days a week, seven days a week, you said. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that you took from him that would drive you the most? So would it be like his work ethic or something like that? Uh, I mean, work ethic is, that's an easy one to say. Um, his personality, man. You just go there and you just feel like you're at home. He'll just take care of you. he even pick you up. and He'll drop you off. I mean, you know, he'll take your car. You call that day. He'll, he'll just come. He'll drop everything. And that's kind of my mentality. Um, if you ask for help, I'm there. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just took that from him. Yeah, no, you definitely did. I mean, not only can I attest to it because I moved down here and you literally <laughs> took me under your wing. And the best thing about it, I have a cousin who lives in Bethlehem. He did the same thing for me. You kind of get lucky when you get in the situation. You move down with a best friend or, like, in my case, a cousin down there or up there. And you kind of created your own circle of good people with good vibes and good energies doing things what I would say is the right way. The circle you keep. You preach it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's literally that. If you're hanging out with the wrong people, you're going to be doing the wrong things. And so I said the title of this episode is What's Your Excuse? Because we are both two people that come from the mindset of the only thing getting in the way of our dreams are excuses, laziness, and really the inability to dedicate. So that being said, 
what does success look like to you? I know we talk about work ethic, this and that. So is there like an end point where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I made it. And what would that look like to you? <laughs> I don't think there is an end point, honestly. I think um, like we were just talking today, man, it's having time, being spontaneous. I, I think that's a win in my book. Um, that's success to me. You know, we just went out to lunch today for two hours. I mean, if you're working nine to five, you're, you can't do that. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like time to me is just so precious, man. You can just be gone in the next second. So for me to just, you know, do what I love and, and, and have the time to do it and, you know, make money off of it and provide. And then, you know, if I want to start a family, I can do it and be okay with, you know, taking off and spending time with my kids. I think that's, that's the dream right there. I mean, that's huge. So, because I mean, we were talking about earlier today, you started at um, a construction company, not only a home, you moved down to Virginia, and then you moved down to here. So you were always in that construction where whether it be um, start, you actually saved my family out when okay. we, we had somebody, a contractor just absolutely botch our home renovation. And with, I think we only knew each other from meeting each other a couple times. I can't believe that's the first time we met each other. First time we met, we literally, I walked out of my house in the morning, of course, after a night of drinking, I think it was either, I think it was in college. Dude, you were like 11. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we were in high school for sure. Um, No, I think it was either high school because I think I was dating my college girlfriend at the time. That's when you were dating, yeah, I was dating Amber. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then so I literally walked out of my house and there was Joe working at seven o'clock in the morning after and I knew he was out drinking the night before because I was there <laughs> and, and I never knew. He was just like, yeah, I got to go to work in the yeah, morning. Ho- hopefully my Uncle Sal's not listening. <laughs> I mean, no, he definitely wasn't out working in the morning <laughs> after a night of drinking. But no. And so like that was from that age, I, I knew like you were just dedicated that no matter what, like if you had something to do the next day. You took it upon yourself to know that's your responsibility to do no matter what, you, what you're doing the night before. Dude, amen. So my question for you would be, when did you know it was time to jump and start doing your own thing at Ancora Construction? You know, I was, dude, honestly, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was coming up on 30 and looking at myself, if I go another 10 years working for somebody else and I don't give this a shot right now, I'm going to kick myself straight in the pants at 40. <laughs> like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And you know what? I'm going to save up some money, and I'm going to go for it. Um, and then if I fail, I'll just go get another job. I mean, I think that's huge because on the topic of, like, what's your excuse, my biggest thing was, as you know from working with me, I'm a lot. I'm the person that will think of all the things that either might go wrong or things we really have to take care of where you're definitely the person that's going to be like, Dude, F it. Let's jump. We're going to figure it out. Just say yes and go. Yeah, you figure it out. You know, you think money is an obstacle? Yeah, literally, just save up. Stop going out. Um, don't go on that trip. Just put the money in the bank. If you really want to go for something, if you really want to start your own company or you just want to take that leap, just save up and, and get that excuse out of your head. Yeah, I mean, so well, I'll even talk about it. Yes, sir. here's a prime example of the difference between me and Joe is we are learning how to drive stick in our 1967 Ford F100 mobile beard vehicle, mobile, mobile beer, beer truck. Yeah. <laughs> the White Claws are hitting. Yeah. And um, so I, I went around the, the neighborhood a couple times, got the hang of it. Joe went around the neighborhood a couple times, got the hang of it. And we were sitting at the stop sign. And I was like, all right, let's just take it back. We're good. And Joe looks at me and he goes, fuck it. 
let's go down to West Palm and let's take some pictures with this beast by the, the graffiti murals. And I, I'll tell you what, I tell you guys all the time, I suffer from anxiety, like a crippling anxiety. The feeling of sitting in a passenger seat of two people who do not know how to drive stick shift and decide to go down to West Palm Beach and go into crowded parking lots to try to find these murals and take pictures on, it was petrifying. No, man, I felt alive. I don't know about you. <laughs> Oh, no, I felt alive once I realized I wasn't dead. <laughs> Dude, we were sweating like it was nobody's business. Oh, my. Oh, I mean, fortunately for us, it was 78 degrees down here in the middle of February. So we true. can't complain about that. That's, that's very true. But where does that come from, man? Where does that come from where you just go, you know what? I'm done. I'm going for it. I'm hitting, the, I'm hitting it as hard as I can, and I'm not quitting until I feel I've made it. Fear. It's literally fear of just... Not being spontaneous, like I said, man, not having time. I mean, you're just, if you're working a nine to five, uh, I always use nine to five, but if you're working a job and you're just doing the same thing every day, how does that not get boring, man? How do you, how do you come up with time during the middle of the day to go do something that you want? Go to the beach or whatever you want to do. You just can't do it. We talk about that too, especially like when we're kind of brainstorming for the businesses, how can we make those moments for people that do work those nine to fives and their weekends, like how do we make it worth it for them? So my, like a lot of us get to the, we go to the bar. We, I mean, how I many, when we were 21, we started going to the bar talking about our buttons idea, all, all of this other stuff that we wanted to do. And then we literally got down here and you said, yo, I got a killer idea. How about we make a truck into a beer truck and it, do weddings? It's everything we wanted to do. It's start a business. It, it's alcohol. It's fun. It's just something out of the ordinary. So I think the problem with a lot of people is they get to that point where they do get that effort mentality and then they don't know the next step because either you grew up in a strict household or you grew up kind of, you know, always worrying about the what ifs and the what ifs. What do you, uh, if anything, what was that defining moment where you were either sitting at your old job and you're like, I'm just not doing this anymore. What was that first step you took to make that leap? Honestly, I had a business plan. I just, I would literally, I'd had a notebook and I would write and write and write and write. Plans on plans. Like how do I, what do I need to get this going? What do I need to do to start this business? And it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Um, it took me, you know, six, actually, you know what? I got to go back and look because I got my notes written down, but maybe oh, close to a year. You know, I had these three goals to start a business. Uh, to get my GC license, uh, to quit that job. And I had all these subset things underneath and how to do each of them. And I just kept attacking them. And I don't think there was one moment. It was just, it was just building. Um, and I knew I was, I knew I was done because I kept moving up the ladder and I was an assistant project manager. I went to a project manager and then I was a senior project manager. And at that age, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be stuck in this role for another, I don't know. 10, 15 years before I go to another role. And it's like, why? Why should I do that when I can go out there and there's just so many unknowns? Um, you know, what, what, could, what it could be? So you literally, I mean, I, I identify with it. So you saw your next 10 years and even if everything went according to corporate's plan, you knew in 10 years it's not what you wanted to do. Hell no. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> I think that's a lot. I mean, even for the listeners or just even like when we have our business meetings here, we realize goal-oriented people are successful people. And, and what we talk about all the time is you have to identify success. And you talked about success as being that schedule freedom, the, the scheduled freedom that you get in the take a two-hour lunch, 
But I mean, like people don't realize, yeah, we take two hour lunches, but we're working until 10 o'clock at night on our laptops yeah. and doing that kind of stuff. I still got to pay my bills. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're still doing, but the difference with it is when it's your project and it's the thing you love to do, you don't care that you're on the laptop figuring it out till 10 o'clock at night because you're passionate about it. It's something you love doing, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So I, and I'm going to ask another follow-up question with that because I'm curious how much of that business plan you put together went according to plan. Yeah, honestly, I haven't looked at it in like a couple months. Maybe I do have to revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying, it was there like, I know for me, if things don't go according to plan, I start getting kind of like out of sorts. I'm I'm almost certain that like you learn the ups and downs of owning your own business. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I didn't account for that. Oh, I mean, the big things, you know, like get my license, you know, start the business, you know, get all the right uh, things in place. Yeah, those all work because or else I wouldn't be here right now. Um, but, yeah, I wrote down a lot of little stuff that I wanted to get accomplished and, you know, nothing you're not going to get everything. It yeah. just takes time. No, I mean, I mean, even with like us, when we saw our things, there's just things we didn't account for. Like as far as like how much money it's going to take you to put into this stuff, how much marketing, how much advertisement, all this kind of stuff. And for the people listening, that's the stuff I think we both want to drive home to you guys is understand things aren't going to go exactly to script because there's always going to be something that you can't account for. You just said to me the other day, I'm confident with taking any, project we get thrown or get thrown at because i'm confident we'll be able to adjust and adapt and be successful i think that's what people have to do is understand everything's not going according to your plan you have to be able to adapt and overcome that's what make, makes people go that's when it gets your blood pumping man <laughs> you get you come alive Those are the, like you're not gonna just sit there and be like oh okay i guess i can't do this when there's literally people depending on it no you're gonna rise to the occasion and people i guess i'm I'm in the uh, school of thought where I just want to light a fire under people's ass. That's all I want to do. You got, dude, you should start your own podcast or at no, least I, jump on this with me all the time. Hey, I love I'm, this I'm shit. I'm in. I'm in. I'm sweating, but I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, going so starting your own business, what, you've been doing it for a little over a year now? Um, so I started the business. I, you know, I started it. I opened the company up in 2018. I think it was January. Um, so two years, but didn't go full time until, uh, February of, wow, it's been a year. Yeah. Jeez. Been a year. Well, that, I mean, that's sick. We were talking about earlier too, is like you said, to go for a year and you strictly were going word of mouth for a long time. Your work was speaking for itself and people were coming in because they saw the work you did firsthand. And just recently you started getting on Instagram and posting some more stuff, right? Yeah. Getting out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah, I still have my house. So, I mean, if that's your biggest worry, people, I still have it. <laughs> it's been a year on my own. And, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? You lose all your money and you just go back and get a job. I mean, as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, to give you guys some perspective, Joe jumped and made his career move to own his own company. And then how many months after, you, Steph, his wife, runs her own it's desserts over diet so she helps people with eating disorders and just kind of maybe poor eating habits or maybe uh it's exactly what it is yeah and so and then she was like i desperately want to go out on my own too and joe was like jump and do it so there was two people pursuing dreams at the same time and they both leaped and currently making it happen scary as hell <laughs> you ain't lying <laughs> I'm, i mean it's so funny because like i'm proud to be a part of those conversations with you guys and it's one of those things where like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable as hell all the time, but like 
I love being able to speak your guys' lingo, understanding we're all following one common goal. And that's not, you know, sharing the same exact goal. It's sharing that freedom that, you know, we're pursuing things that light us on fire. Yeah, man. I Call me crazy, but... You're crazy. I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but we... I got friends that graduated 10 years ago and still have the same job. That, that's got to be crazy. How? I, I mean... For How do you the, wake up and... I know people that that works for. But for me... Uh, it, no, it works because it pays the bills and you live for the weekend. That's all it works. Dude, do you remember the days we would live for the weekend and spend ungodly amounts of money on and, alcohol? And yeah, and just lose our minds and wake up feeling like crap. That that life sucked. Dude, because well, I mean, right now, we work seven days a week, but we have those free time. That I mean, it's also we're fortunate enough to be in business with best friends. So like we have Jimmy, who's a part of Vancouver as well, who's another one of our best friends too. Like. Ricky just moved down here from up north. So we're talk about that circle you keep. We are surrounding ourselves. Hustlers. Bunch of hustlers. Dude, you sur- the people you surround yourself with are the people that are going to push you to get to that next level. If you're surrounding yourself around people, imagine if I was like a deadbeat that didn't want to do anything. One, we wouldn't be in business together. You wouldn't have a rusty tap. I'm not talking about your your family jewels downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be making you cut my grass. <laughs> That's all you're good for. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that it's that exact stuff man if you don't surround yourself with the people that are gonna support your dreams support your directions and support like you as a person get them people out of your life man or at least limit your time with them because they're just infecting you what do you what do you what do you always say be selfish be respectfully, oh, respectfully. selfish you have to man <laughs> i was like i don't know what the hell do i say you say a lot of things i do say a lot of things professionally i might add well i'm only professional because Greg from Buffalo. I I, always, I never say your last name, bud, because I'm always going to butcher it. Sabilo, I, I would think it is, from Buffalo. Greg from Buffalo sounds like that's a sweet little Greg title. from Buffalo? Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, if any, a little plug for him. He does Friday snaps. Um, I'm sure I, I'll have to find all this stuff for you guys. You got to follow him. He sends Friday motivational snaps. I got to get you on him because, dude. I love that. He, he, would be, he would come down here, drink beer with us. He'd be like the same exact. He just blends in with us love perfectly. It. Love it. Um so trying to get back on track a little bit within that first, so we'll say year of being fully operational full time, there's had to be some like major ups, probably some major downs or maybe not major downs, but <clears throat> talk to me about that process of dealing with the, flu- <laughs> the, the non-structured fluctuating of like, it's all in your hands now. Like how do yeah. you deal with that? I think, um, I look at it like this. If I can have more good days out of the week than bad days, I'm winning. And you know, you're going to have bad, you're going to have a bad moment. You know, something's going to go wrong on a job and it's going to be a bad moment, but that's not going to change. That's not going to be the whole day. You're not going to, that's not going to dictate your whole day. Um, I started learning when I was at, let's take it back a step. When I was working for somebody and it would, I would get pissed off when somebody wouldn't do something or, and it would just drag throughout the whole day. And I had to leave that at the door because I can't control other people. I control myself and my thoughts and my actions and how I, you know, run my company. And I just put a smile on and I just keep pushing, man. Honestly, just keep pushing because I don't let that stuff drag me down. And if it did, and then if it did, I wouldn't have a business because I would be a grumpy little shit. Dude, (laughs) I always think about this too. You bring up a really good point. I remember those days where like it would be week ruiners from things that other people do at work for stuff like you don't even care about. Right. It doesn't affect you. So then I'd come home, try to spend time with either like girlfriends or best friends or family members. 
and I would be miserable over stuff that had no effect on my immediate life. That stuff would just swirl around in your head for no reason. And I, I think you're like me like, as far as like a perfectionist goes is if something's left undone at work, that's all you're thinking about. 100%. Yeah. So that's uh, my favorite saying, too, by the way. 100%. 100%. No, I mean, keep it 100, dude. Yeah. No, but I agree with you, man. It's one of those. I would rather put my all into something for myself. And then instead of, you know, worrying about certain marketing numbers or certain project management timelines for people that I was a project manager in a, bi- a microbiological pharmaceutical firm. That's a lot of words. I, I mean, can barely say it, let alone <laughs> speak language to CEO of companies and pharmaceutical How long did you do that for? I did that for a year until they decided I wasn't very good at it. Well, she got a year out of it. <laughs> yeah, they paid my salary for yeah. a year, which is all right. Um, so with that leap, what was your biggest fear? What was your, if there was one thing that might have been holding you back, what was it? Mm, letting my wife down. Not being able to pay the bills, honestly. That's a good one. I yeah. share that, especially with my girlfriend. I, I feel that every day because she definitely, she, right now she's a rock star, man. She holds Holding us down the fort. She holds us together, man. Like obviously, I do as much as I can, um, making as much as I do, trying to pay as much as I can. But like you said, letting people down that you love and care about—that's like terrifying. Yeah, but you know what? The, the best part is, she's on the other end and saying it's okay, even if you do. You ain't lying, man. So. That's what. That's really what kickstarted the whole thing. Once I didn't have that fear, then I was off to the races. Dude, and I think that it comes back. It always on the theme of this podcast, always comes back by the people you surround yourself with. An unpopular opinion. Take a look at the person you're either dating. I don't want to say married to or whatever, but like you, you have to look. Do you guys have that relationship? And you guys have that support for one another. Not only take a look at them, take a look at yourself. Like, are you returning that love and that support? Because it's a two-way, it's a two-way street. It takes two to tango. All those cliches and everything. Like, you have to surround yourself with the right people. You have to also surround yourself with people that are going to bring out the best in you too. It's literally limiting the excuses. That's all it is. You knock them out one by one. What are they? Write them down. What's your excuse? Just. Just literally the name of the title of this of this segment. Just what's the excuse that you're not doing what you want to do, and just knock them off. I think the problem is people don't write it down. They don't. You don't I, see I don't, it. I, I I mean I can't say they don't, but that's how I started. Yeah, I just I, wrote it down. I, I was always a really good talker. I was always really good at saying these are the right things to do. I was always I like to say I was always a better coach than player. <laughs> I could always tell you what the best thing is to do, but if you Monday watch, morning quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly it, man. Yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, let's see. What do I else? What else do we got here? Oh, I like this one. What is the number one thing you had no idea about when you started your company? Like the one thing that you're like, "Oh shit, I didn't know I had to do that." <sighs> I would go the legal route. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good route to go. Uh, you talk about owning a company. You talk about business tax. You talk about um, paying taxes. You talk about getting an accountant. You talk about oh, paying yourself. You know, you can't just take money and put it in your account. You got to track all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa. You know, there was people at your job that were doing that stuff for you. Yeah. Now you got to do it yourself. That's uh, a little wonky. <laughs> I used to always joke and I always think, yeah, well, accountants only have a job for like a month and a half. It's only during tax season. Well, I'm starting to see that like accountants – for like corporations and like actual functioning companies do a really good job of 
managing money. Yeah, shout out Blair Davis, my accountant. <laughs> hey, Blair, um, I don't have a huge income yet, but if and when, more so when, I'm looking for some representation on the accounting side. He's good. He's good. Um, all right, let's turn to the Rusty Tap, um, mainly because that's something we do. It's the only reason I'm having you on this podcast. Well, I'll leave right now. No, this is my house. You leave. <laughs> so with the Rusty Tap, what direction do you see this thing running in? Uh, the right direction. Oh, that's a great answer. That's a wonderful answer. Yeah. So as far as the right direction, what's the right direction look like? So I mean this from anybody trying to start their own thing. I feel like this is a huge thing you have to identify is the direction you want to move in because otherwise you're moving aimlessly in like 14 directions. Well, it's if you're doing with a partner, you have a common goal. I mean, is it to make money or is it to put smile on people's faces? I mean, I think that was... A little bit of both of ours. Both of both. Yeah. I think what what was our initial tagline was a good time on tap. I, and it still is. Good vibes and good times on tap. And I think our new one that I keep saying to myself, at least, I don't know how, if you're on board with it, is I want to be a truck for the people. I mean, you haven't told me that yet, but uh, <laughs> you think that looks good on a card? I don't know if it looks good on a card, but like, I want like, there's like the people's champ. I want to be like the truck for the people. The people's truck. The people's truck. That's yeah, what, I, that's yeah, literally I like what, that. We want to be okay, the people's truck. The people's truck. Where's my notepad? <laughs> Shit. I know. I'm sitting here scrolling through my phone. I'm like, these questions sounded much better at nine o'clock this morning. You got a lot of questions. No, I'm almost done. I've okay. been just shooting the shit for a little bit. Right. Um, this was, so we go back to the excuses. What do you think, not saying your excuses, but like you're a hype man. You, I think you really know, like you get a good feel for like people and kind of the behavioral patterns of people. What do you think are most people's excuses for not pursuing their dreams and their goals? Oh boy. I think the, um, the comfortability, is that a word? Comfortability. I, there might be another (laughs) syllable in there, but that's how I say it. Comfortability. Uh, I think that that assurance that they know that that paycheck and that money is going to be in that account on every Friday or every two Fridays. I think that's it. Man. So for me, I think people are scared to bank on themselves. Really? I think people, for me, this, that was my, that's problem. a deeper thought. Yes. I, I always thought people knew better. I always tell you this. I always thought somebody always had the right answer. And it was hard for me to understand that their right answer might not be the right answer for me. I think it's about how you grow up too, man. I, honestly, like, Looking at my dad owning his own company, my uncles owning their own companies, I never thought of it as like a outrageous feat to do. And maybe some people like they grow up in families where you know everybody goes to work, everybody goes to work for somebody else, and that's just something that they were they learned how to do, and that's what they were taught, and that's okay. I mean, that was me. Uh, that both my parents worked at a big pharmaceutical company, and I was fortunate enough to get in there when I was I think twenty four. Started from the ground up, worked my way up to supervisor's role, and I hated it. I hated every bit of it, and I just got such like my dad used to put in my dad, and I don't want to say just my dad, because my mom too. They would put in like sixteen-hour days, four or five days a week. My dad used to do it for like seven days a week, and I remember just being like, "That's normal. That's what people do." And but there, it's a salary job, and it doesn't matter how many hours you put in. Well, for them, it was hourly. We oh, were in the well, union. Even better for them then. It was, but like, <laughs> but like that's how like so that's what I grew up thinking was. That's what you do. You just work your tail off no matter what. Right. And what I'm so fortunate about is especially, I mean, I guess you're fortunate of it too. Coming from that background is now you understand where there's a job to be done. Like hours don't matter. 
Right. And I mean, wait till we start getting like paid well. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have this drive and this hustle to us and we're out there scratching. I can't wait for those days where like that scratching and all that stuff. Like, I don't think I'll ever feel satisfied. Dude, we just started. I know. I know. And that's, I don't think I'll ever get to that point where like, I want to stop. Like, no, it's so always going to be the next thing. And that's the best part about it. Yeah. We don't know what's going to, we could open those doors. We, something may slap us right in the face. We don't know what it's going to be. Dude, that's that, the best part about living. Dude, that, that, it's like, I mean, I think, you know, that Kobe Bryant news hit me, man. That, that man was like a life mentor for some reason. Like, I think everyone just identified not only with his work ethic on the basketball court, him as a father. People try to bring up his scandal back in the, and it's just one of those things like, yo, man, like, if we were, scrutinized for the things we done when we were younger it's like i just hope i'm able to you know stay on that path of working hard keeping my goals in check like i don't think it's just a recipe for disaster when you're surrounding yourself with bad people you're going to do bad things now that we're surrounded by ourselves with good people and i can always speak for myself I, I i don't know kind of as you're growing up and stuff like that but now that i feel like i'm on the path i'm supposed to be on i'm dating a wonderful woman i'm living in a place i want to live at with i surrounded by people i want to be surrounded with like i feel like i finally like made it in that sense it's cool that you just said that you just said that whole thing now, i don't think a lot of people say that i don't think they give themselves i don't know credit i guess you say but kind of like that pat on the back you know yeah i mean who th if, so like you said starting your own business wasn't like an outlandish feat because you've seen your dad do it Right. You saw your mom become a part of the business. I mean, all right, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I was making great money. So it kind of like outsider looking in, if they were to be like, dude, why would you leave that job? That's that's a little that's that's crazy. Yeah, no. And then so when it came to like me, I was lucky enough to have family members that were like, hell, yeah, go crush it. How can we help? It's awesome. And, and that's one of those things is. When you have the right people, man, anything is absolutely possible. So my message has always been to people, take a look at the five people you surround yourself with. There's that, I forget who, who the quote is, but that's the culmination of who you are. The people you spend, the, the five people you spend the most time with is a reflection of your true self and what you look like. Yeah, it better not be George from accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking George from accounting, dude. Um, last question. Okay. Let's scroll down. Do you have any regrets from making the leap in not only one, but two businesses? Regrets? Any regrets? No. No, not at all. None? None. Well, I would have had regrets if I didn't do it. That gives me chills. I mean, that's the only regret I would have had. I love it. Well, well we're closing 34 minutes. That's, that's like almost a normal podcast time. Really? I mean, I'm a little bit more sweaty because we're sitting in a hot shed. Yeah. <laughs> and Turn the air, air conditioner on too late. Um, another, this man has an air conditioner in his freaking shed with a with a, a kegerator. It's Florida, man. I know it is Florida. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, Joe, thank you. So, oh, a pitch for Encore. Talk to people about Encore. Give your thirty second pitch. See, I'm not a pitch guy. You're a hype man. I am a hype man. Hype. I, I don't. I don't like talking about myself. I just let my work speak for itself. So. Since Joe doesn't like, check out Ancora Construction on Instagram. Check out the awesome remodels that he does. If you are in South Florida, please give him a call because, like I said, I'm not only his business partner, I'm a huge advocate of his work. I'm sitting in a backyard that he designed himself 
on little scrap pieces of paper in his living room, napkins, and I'm lit- I literally watched it become the coolest backyard I've ever seen. So check out Ancora Construction on Instagram. Um, also check out the Rusty Tap on Instagram. Uh, anything else before we go? What's your excuse? <laughs> what is your excuse guys thank you so much for now I, I i can at least say joe thanks so much i've enjoyed this chat thanks for stopping by well i'm happy you let me stop by your house um this has been super cool super fun guys if you want to get on and do an interview with me we'll figure out a phone interview or some way sorry if the mic situation was a little bit quiet we tried to hook up two mics and my laptop wasn't having it so don't say sorry i that's another thing is don't say sorry for stuff like that i couldn't help that um, so guys, thanks for stopping by. Love you all. Thank you for listening and follow respectfully selfish. Check out Ancora Construction and the Rusty Tap. I'll check y'all later. Peace.